Just Another Football podcast back again. The season is over, the table's locked in, and we are going to revisit our predictions that we made at the start of the season. Uh, we've got a full house tonight, me, Fergal, George and Ali. How are you doing, boys? My season isn't over. Your uh, season isn't over, I suppose, yeah. Oh, you can yeah. console yourself with a Champions League final. And how will you well, after the heartbreak of not winning the league? Uh, at least you've got a Champions League final to fall back on. It's, it's, it's hard for some, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Some. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, you know. We're challenging for all those titles, and I'm just like so nervous all the time because every game Oil. is just really important. Oil. You know, you played every fixture this season. I mean... Every fixture. No, look, I, 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 I knew the matter. Uh, the matter in which City won the title ultimately was annoying, but I was prepared. I was prepared, and I'm prepared for uh, Real Madrid to win the Champions League. Um, but uh, I've been prepared for this possibility for months. Yeah. So, yeah, still very nervous, though. Like, really mm. nervous, not going to lie. Just to sort of quickly recap the final day and kind of what went on, uh, there was a lot of drama, both at the top and bottom of the table. I think for me, the, the most shocking part of it all was the team that least, well, the team with the least drama, you know, with something riding on their game, was bloody Spurs. They made simple work of it. It was yeah. the fun Spurs thing I've ever seen. Just I a mean, routine it... win on the last day. Yeah, if it was ever, the most wasn't... Norwich thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it was terrible. I'll tell you right now, I do not want Norwich to go, to, to go up next season. I don't want to see them in the Premier League for the next five years at minimum. I I, I only want to see, I only want to see them if they um if if they spend a load of money to the point of bankruptcy. That's 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 that's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah, none of this self-sustaining. No, no none of this really sustainable, right. sensible. Running a uh, business properly. Not yeah, interested. Yeah. They, um, God, I mean, watch, I watched the highlights of the game, obviously, when I got back on Sunday. And, uh, I mean, it's just hilarious. That was the team we were relying on to get us a win. Yeah, we, we had no chance. Fucking hell. They are awful. <laughs> um, just quickly, Ali, on the on the final day, it was a weird one for Liverpool because they never went top at any point. Like, there mm. were moments where City obviously weren't winning, they were losing. But Liverpool never got in front at, at that point. So... You know, did it did it feel like you'd lost it, or or because for me, because I saw people going on on Twitter, sort of Liverpool fans saying that they were more disappointed this time than in 2018-19. Whereas in that season, you you know you got in front and then Man City chased you down and, and obviously you know ended up winning it. How does how do the emotions of it sort of compare? Because you were well out of it, you know, at Christmas time and in January, and uh-huh. then you've kind of clawed your way back in and ultimately fallen just short. It. It obviously isn't as disappointing as eighteen nineteen. Like that's what I thought. To get People to get the opposite. Yeah, to get ninety seven points and not win is historically unlucky. Um, we did get ninety two. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, which is still good. Yeah, <laughs> ha- it doesn't happen much, does it? Um, no. and, and just to, to give like a context of my day on Sunday because it was pretty weird as well. I was in a graduation ceremony for my twin brother, Kareem, shout out. He graduated graduate school. Um, but the, the ceremony was during the games, and I couldn't watch. And I was just sitting there like I'm, I'm like refreshing football. Like the, the, the connection is horrible. I'm getting updates late. Uh, it just it was a new, really nervous time, especially when Aston Villa went 2-0 up and we were losing or, or drawing. Right. We were drawing, weren't we? Yeah. But I was relieved when City took the lead because it, it 
I, uh, it would have been so incredibly annoying if we'd drawn and Villa drew or or won. Because, I see what you mean. Like, You'd rather they win it. I'd, yeah, I'd rather we just both win. Yeah. Everyone does their job rather than, oh, we both bottled it. Like, I, no. I do wonder if if man if Liverpool had have taken the lead and gone ahead at one point, I do wonder if that if that would have affected Man City's comeback at all. If if like that news had got to the players that Liverpool are, are coasting it and and you're two 0 down or something like that, I, I mm. do wonder if that would have had an, had an effect. But um, pro- probably not um, because they they were pretty ruthless. Yeah, just went and done it. Like the Gundogan, Gundogan, like it's meant like they're just happy to let him go. And yeah, he's the last. He's really come into his own the last couple of seasons. Really, just crucial player popping up, um, in some big wins, big goals for them, um, and uh, Sterling as well. And then, um, yeah, it was just funny how it, how it played out. Like <laughs> it was almost an absolute disaster. Pep Guardiola looked a mess on the sideline. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was actually it was it was just substitutes that stepped up. For, obviously, I had to pick them, but he he was not coping very well at all. It's frustrating because City. I mean, uh, no one no one really likes to see City win. At the same time, obviously, rivalries mean that no, no one wanted Liverpool to win. But I was, I they've, was delighted. they've had they've had so many iconic Premier League moments now. Like <laughs> like that comeback is. I, I think if it was if it was any other team, this comeback would have been lauded as as you know true if it was special. liverpool genuinely if it was liverpool if it was liverpool it would have been, been historic it would have been a, it would genuinely would have been equated to um istanbul like yeah. the significance of a comeback 2-0 down um it's just yeah it, it's pretty incredible I, I was delighted to see them to stop the quadruple i was i was like i don't believe so you. anxious yeah watching the game I, and I I had gen. you said you were relieved Ali I was genuinely relief at, at when, when that when they took the lead I was like thank fuck for that it was- no I, I got annoyed again when Salah scored it's like now you take the lead like yeah yeah it's typical it was it was great when Salah thought he'd won yeah <laughs> I didn't know have you seen the uh, clip the massive clip yeah. yeah yeah Matip asked the and crowd the- I think that's a good thing, actually, that Matip uh, kind of Well, the thing stuff. is, like, you'd think the players have some idea because the, the news travels so quickly, like, within... I can sort of speak personally with this, like, you know what's happening. I mean, with the Everton fans, for example, they started going absolutely mental about two minutes into the game. So I, I guessed either Wolves had scored or uh, Man City had scored. As it turned out, Wolves had scored. And then in about the 80-odd minute we just scored gone five one up and then they they were throwing flares onto the pitch and going absolutely <laughs> mental i was like yep well, i guess man city has made it three two then which they had i mean it's just crazy how quickly the news seems to travel someone so, was asking for the liverpool if score scored. If scored, Salah scored, Salah yeah. scored yeah i did see that agreed bastard um elite mental no he's, elite. well what's he won uh, we'd, <laughs> we want two cups more. in the golden <laughs> boot Although I do have something to say about the golden boot, but we can we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, what was I going to add? I've lost my train of thought. Let's be fair. Um, talking about Son, it's got my head in the spin. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Liverpool never, they were never in front, as I said. So it's no. difficult to feel like you lost it. And I, I do understand your point about you'd rather they go in front and just take it from you than they bottle it and you bottle it as well. That That is definitely harder to take. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also understand the point, like with Man City, like if it was any other club, there'd be it be, it would be remembered so much more than it will be but like Absolutely. that's just what they have to deal with like their success is entirely artificial and so like i, I, I honestly... feel like the, the the aguero moment though i do have very fond memories and i do remember liking that yeah. team a lot there's a lot of likable characters in that team which now because they've just been so dominant for so long but at the same time though, I, isn't it? I, I, I actually like if Liverpool went on for the quadruple, I would have wanted Liverpool to win the Premier League because I'm sort of sick of this now. Mm. Um, but the fact Four and five. Quadruple, well, the thing I, with Man City is, like George said, like it, you want them to win it so your rivals don't win it. But then yeah. it's like... Them winning it is kind of, to me, as interesting as like waking up in the morning and having breakfast. Like It, it means yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> I Honestly, like it's water off a duck's back. Like... There's Spot nothing on. like interesting or iconic about Man City winning and, anything ever. I really, yeah, I really feel, I almost feel for Man City fans in that sense. Genuine, oh, true, no, but true Man City fans that were City fans. Indeed, um, <laughs> they had City fans, and and really, they they might be loving it. I can't imagine they are. I genuinely, I can't imagine someone. Oh, I don't who truly, mind, mate. Who truly loves City goes, I actually like. You can see the craving for a little bit of attention and they're not going to get it no one cares no, no one genuinely i'm really sorry like i know it sounds patronizing but no, but it's no true isn't it cares. um it i i disagree to be honest but hold on I... hold on hold on like there, there's no more compelling a case you can make than mm-hmm. man united fans were genuinely yeah. delighted that they won the league yeah. that's their city rivals that you're talking about they were ecstatic that they won the league because you did it, mm-hmm. because yeah. you're an actual rival to them. Whereas Man City, it's kind of like they're not. No one considers them a rival. They don't have any history. Um, I just don't know how. I don't know how you can make an argument for people actually giving a shit about what they do. Like no one wants to do in the Champions League, yeah. Take, because that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking about ethics. I'm just. I'm talking about the fact that because they don't have that history and 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 mm. yeah. you know the tradition that all the other clubs do. No, no one really cares when they win it. As I, I, I think the the color as well is just like so like neutral. It's like baby blue yeah. and and like it's just yeah. like so uncontroversial. Bleh. It's yeah, bleh. it's it's bleh. just like it's like I, I do know what you mean. Oh, <laughs> go on, make make your, make your case against them. What, one more, one more thing. Everything's washed, isn't it? Sports washed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Blue washed. Everything. Blue washed. <laughs> yeah. Go What's blue now. washing? The argument to the defense. I never thought he'd hear you defending Man City, to be fair. Uh, no, not defending Man City. Just, just the fact that they... Uh, I, I don't know if I understood it wrong, but George, you were saying you can't imagine a Man City be, fan being genuinely delighted that they won the league. Yeah, no, a true, like, like diehard, like... It, being a fan since I think you would be happy. I know, I know the point you're getting at, that, like... They're, tra- they're there trying to lord it over everyone else, and everyone else is there going, yeah, whatever. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you what. I I will say this. I when I was younger, watching Egyptian soccer, and uh, I was a fan of Al Ahly, who won the league every single year. 
Yeah. Like, not even four and five or whatever. They would win it 10 years in a row, genuinely. But, and every single time, it would be a big thing, and people would, would like, go out on the streets and celebrate. It's like, it's like that every year. We'd win the African Champions League three times in a row or whatever, and it would be the same kind of celebration every time. Yeah. I think, like, genuine, genuine diehard fans of their teams are would be absolutely delighted every time by their team's success. And that's from experience as a spoiled Al-Ahli fan. I, I, don't, I don't think yeah. that's true, because for as, as much as... If you won something 100 years in, in a row... No, well, if it gets 100 years in a row, it's no, no, like no, it becomes... Let's, let's, let's take it to the extremes. Mm-hmm. Take, it to, take it to the extremes, because the extremes always prove somewhat of a point. Mm-hmm. If you won something 100 times in a row, that is not significant. That's not... It's, it's, it's routine. It's not interesting, and therefore it's not something to be celebrated. If you won something once in your club's history... I know that it's almost counterproductive to win loads and loads of titles. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it becomes less and less special. I think it depends how. I think it depends how, though. Like, what I would say to to, to counter that, it's like, if you look at the Premier League, I know Man City have won four of the last five, but, like, a couple of them have been competitive. They've gone to the last day against a very good opposition chasing them down. It's not like the Bundesliga where Bayern have won it 10 years in a row and only once has it been by less than 10 points. But I do think it there is a degree to which how you win it matters. I do understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. if you just win over and over and over again, winning becomes devalued. The fact but... they came from 2 0 down, like, you saw the pitch invasion, it, it did really matter to them. Yeah. And then you can also see it with Everton staying up uh, the previous week that, like, because they had a comeback as well, like, it made them it, like it that that was mental like, what yeah. happened to everything yeah like pitch evasion after like, a the, goal people people didn't know what to do with themselves some end up assaulting people uh yeah <laughs> uh, but it, it like, didn't know what to do themselves that much Frank lampard was just like running around like a headless chicken after the game hugging any any person he came near and i think that was all down to like the actual how the match went it wasn't if they had a coasted through 2-0 up, I had a stayed like that and nobody really got a chance, I think it's fine. That I think it, it, it changes how how you feel about the getting over the line. I think with Man City, it, it was exactly the same. I think it, if you're in that stadium, I think it was really, really special. But I think it really does matter. I get your point, George, but the point is that they're not at 100 wins yet of the Premier League title. It's, it's, uh, ten year, it's, it's 10 years on from what is it like five of the last ten is it they've they've had four and five yeah, i know they're four and five but if we're talking about like the last decade or whatever i suppose it's, it's since guardiola's come in it's what four of six mm-hmm. I, think. I i do agree with george um in when it comes to individual wins winning becomes an expect winning individual games becomes an expectation and when, when you win a game you're not yeah. delighted you're just relieved that yeah, values that, things a bit but, that's always going to be the case for big clubs, though. Exactly. Like, you, whether you're winning or not, you expect to win like probably ninety percent of the games minimum. I mean, Liverpool City expect to win every week, for God's sake. Yeah. And they they kind of need to uh, to be in the title race. Those are the levels you're talking about. Um, I want to move on to my own personal disappointment. Hey. Wasn't, wasn't on last <laughs> week. Um, and 
I'm look, I'm I'm probably still not quite in a position where I'm able to compartmentalize the entire season and kind of be rational about it. I think it still is a bit the disappointment is still there. No, I, I I suppose you don't, but I'm going to give you it to a degree. I think what's annoyed me more than anything is kind of the analysis of us bottling it because I basically think that we're just not good enough. I think there's a difference basically. Like I think that people prefer to make stuff about intangibles like bottle and mentality and stuff like that whereas when i look at it personally and people will say yeah you had a four point lead with three games left like that's fine that's fine if you want to judge it kind of on a result based uh an outcome based uh in an outcome based manner but that's fine but the way i would look at it is if you look at the the lineups we fielded for the last 10 games you, you can't honestly tell me that that team and the players that were out there are a top four team. They're not. It was a classic case of getting... And I'm, I'm not, like, absolving anyone here. I'm not absolving Arteta or the board or the transfer team for not getting players in and leaving us with what we had. Like, I'm not making excuses in that sense. But those are the facts. That's what we were playing every week. And... I'm not surprised we lost five of the last ten because that isn't a good team. That isn't a team that's going to get fourth. It's going to be inconsistent. It's going to drop points. And I just prefer to look at it as a qualitative issue than a mentality issue. Like, when I look at us this season, I don't think our problem's been mentality. I think our problem's been quality. We don't score enough goals. I think that's pretty clear. We haven't kept a clean sheet in the last ten games when we've lost a couple of defenders. Um, I think we just weren't good enough. And when I look at Spurs, and I don't think there's a great deal of, you know, qualitative difference between the two teams, but Spurs have two of the top four goal scorers in the league. I mean, that helps when you're going for top four and you have match winners in your lineup. It sometimes is enough. And then let's face it, and I don't like the guy, but Conte is a manager that is in his prime years as a manager, right? He's been there, he's experienced, and he knows what's required to get over the line. And when I look at our squad, I, I don't think there is that quality and I don't think there's that know-how. So that's the only thing that's frustrated me. But like in terms of my own personal disappointment, I'm very disappointed with it because I feel like when, with three games left, we should have got it done. And, and I'm disappointed that we didn't. And, and when I look back at it, you know, maybe we were a bit naive, but naive tactically more than anything. I think, you know, going to Spurs and trying to press them high up the pitch and try and win the game there rather than making it cagey making it difficult for them make them play a game that they don't want to play i think we'd have been better off doing that mm. um and it's a disappointing season the only thing i would say and, mm -hmm. and what slightly has annoyed me as well is when people have gone on about the whole one game a week thing for us fucking spurs have had that since december they bombed themselves out of the bloody conference league so it's, a good mother. <laughs> it's not like we haven't had an advantage in that sense. You know, we had that advantage over Man United, but I think we'd have finished above them anyway. They were so terrible. Um, so it is annoying and it hurts. It hurts to lose it to Spurs, I think, is, is the thing. It's a kick in the teeth. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a sixth season in a row that they've finished above us. And as I said, I don't think there's a great deal between the two teams, but they just have slightly more... They have more of a cutting edge. They've got more match winners and... I think Way better in manager. the last 10 games, they, they just, they had more than us, if I'm being honest. I think the only surprising thing for me was when we lost those three games in a row to Palace, Brighton and Southampton, I thought we were done then. And then we kind of had a mini revival and beat Chelsea and beat Man United and beat West Ham. And that and maybe that's the surprising thing for me is we actually kind of got back into it and then it was a false dawn and ultimately 
we've fallen short. But I, I like, I think we're the fifth best team. I think that's kind of just where we are at the moment. I suppose is kind of the long way of saying it. Like, I'm not. It's not like we should have finished fourth. We've not done a Man United and you know brought in Varane and Ronaldo and and Sancho and bombed the season. I think you've just seen that we're not we're not quite there yet. And I'm not saying that we will be next season. I'm not saying it's going to get easier because, you know, we're going to have to juggle European football. Um, the squad is thin and, and we're going to have more games. So I'm not saying it's like linear progression. I think that it would have been good this season to finish fourth and kind of just, you know, jump a few steps. But I'm not surprised that we didn't. It's it's funny because you've actually you've actually reframed my mind and actually convinced me quite a lot that it wasn't a bottle job. Uh, and, and... I couldn't agree but... less. Because yeah. the reason why the, the reason why I would sort of add to sort of Harry's point and, and he's already articulated this, but you know, I'll sort of re- rephrase it and rehash it, is Thanks, that with with <laughs> expectation, I, I mean obviously uh, that's why City need to win every single game. Arsenal weren't expected to get top four at the start of the season, but because they because it's it's almost relative, isn't it? It's almost it shifts throughout the season because of where you are, when in reality the situation at the start of, at the start of the season will never be the same at the end of the season, and therefore, you know, this I, I suppose um, revision of of Arsenal's expectations from the start of the season to to the last, you know, let's say, you know, five six games, it, it must be difficult for Arsenal fans because yes, it, it's difficult to lose out to a Spurs side that arguably you probably should be competing with and finishing. I, I think we are. I think we just cut and, and you have been competing with. That's the, that, that's the other thing. Having said that, I think the the true the true um, per, per, you know team that bottled it, it is Man United, and it will get glossed over because of how poorly they did. Well, they were just well and out it, of it, weren't they? Well, that's it. The expectations changed for them because of how <laughs> how shit they were. Um, so I, I suppose with great expectations, you know, there's almost this tragedy in it where. You've got to you've got to live up to it, and if you don't, you can sort of write it off. But you know, if we'd uh, if we'd finished fourth with uh, not fourth, sorry, fifth with I don't know, like sixty two points and just never been in it, people yeah. wouldn't talk about it nearly yeah, yeah. as much. No, not at all. But of the, course, the, the they wouldn't, is, Harry. Oh, the wait. fact is, but hold on, which is what I'm going to say is, we Go put on. ourselves we put ourselves four points in front with three games left, and that's what people will come back to yeah. and ultimately mention is. We were there, and it was in our hands to do it, and we didn't. Exactly. I'm not like I'm not surprised that we. That didn't. is it's a bottle. I, I, I've been holding. I've been biting my tongue here. <laughs> yeah. It, thank a, you. It's a, it's a bottle, and and it doesn't. There's a lot of things you were saying there, Harry, and they're not mutually exclusive. I still think it's a very good season for Arsenal. I don't. I never said it was a very good season. I, n- I never even said that. You said it's my... a good season. You said no, it's good. I didn't. Oh, you said it was good. I have yeah, the recording. I'll listen back to it. I'm I the editor here. I, I, no, I didn't I, say it was a good season. <laughs> I think it's a good season for you on the whole. I also think you bottled it. I think the two aren't mutually exclusive. It could have been a very good season, but you did bottle it. And 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 that's because all you had to do was beat Newcastle. And that Newcastle performance felt like a bottle. It just felt like the... It was qualitatively awful. We couldn't string two passes together. Yeah. Like, yeah I but... prefer to judge what I'm watching rather than intangibles like bottle how do you measure bottle you measure bottle by being for by by looking at the outcome looking at the not bottled it is that what you're saying if if you you win against you got if you win against you got so you would have preserved your fourth place right 
So the, but the point is, the performance what I'm saying was such, is, so pathetic and dropped yes, off. it was that... awful. But it was awful, like qualitatively. We played badly. That's just the fact that the team isn't very good. Like we're missing players. But, they, but they, hold on, it's too they, early. They, it's too they've early. been doing like I get it. They're on the decline. But they, they, they're they're better. They're a better team than what they've done on, against Newcastle. Yes, but you guys are agree with that. that. I agree with that. I go, they are then what, the fact that they underperformed no, no. on the day is a bottle. No, it, it, it's it, 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 words describe a bottle context. after the game. The fact that people did not no. step up. And it's no. acceptable because they are a young squad. Don't get me wrong. And, but it, it, like, it's, 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 I'm, like, I'm not, I wouldn't lower it over Arsenal fans going, but I don't care you, if you do. Like, you it, got, doesn't, it doesn't you got particularly bother me. But it is, it, it, it's, it's you need to hold the L in this way. You've been giving out to Spurs for years. You have to hold the L no, in this one. We've been finishing with them for five years, it, mate. It, 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 but go, don't tell me you've never called Spurs bottle jobs. Yeah, because they don't win trophies, but that's different. <laughs> yeah, but this, this, this is, I mean, that's this different. is Wenger's trophy, fourth, and you've, you've bottled Wenger's it. Wenger's not here anymore. <laughs> Wenger's gone. If, if you can't, like, the fact that you 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 crumbled against Newcastle and then on the last day of the season yes because we had three this is going to sound like excuses but the reason we crumbled the reason we were so terrible is we had three injured defenders playing and we had Mohamed Elneny in midfield that is not a good team that's not a good 11 out there right on top of that on top of that I mean if we go it's too early to shift to this but if we go to our, our predictions at the start of the season Harry's sick uh, George sixth, Ali tenth for Arsenal. Yeah, Burgle, that's a joke. Doesn't so, matter. No, 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 it doesn't matter. Right, no, okay. so it, Burgle, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't okay. matter because did, when did it, it was, if you told me at the start of the season, the same thing. You told me at the start of the season, Arsenal can quali- qualify for Europe with a win against Newcastle and a win against Everton. All of us will go yes. Don't give me this. Don't give me this. It's it's about the whole season. That that's not about the whole season. When it comes to bottling it, it comes. Are you in? Are is is all the eggs in your basket? Have you have you got a lot of things going for you? Is it in your hands? And can you grasp it or not? Can can you have the clutch moments to go and grab it? Arsenal were in that position. Had a chance. They, They should have beat Newcastle. It stuffed everything. I no, no one has I completely agree right. with everything Fergal's saying. No one has. No, that's bollocks though. That is that's utter bollocks. No one has a divine right to uh, divine bleh, divine right to win every game. Newcastle have been one of the best teams in 2022. It's not an easy game, right? It's not. Spurs but it's had Burnley and scraped the over the line with a penalty. So if, you, if you had a, a drawn it, I would, I would be like, I, but, I, I can, but I can accept yes, that. that. performance was bad. We played badly. Like, yeah, the team it, well, that's exactly why. Yeah, we're, so we're going to go around 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 yeah. it's because the team it's isn't not, good at the moment. Bottle. Yeah, it's not ball. And with that theory, Arsenal would have won every single game below fifth. If if you're taking yeah, it so, you beat so every Arsenal, team that you should you beat be every paper. team that you should beat. That's not reality. That's just not what's gonna. And, and it's just the that, expectations, though. No, it's not. It's to beat every no, team no, worse than you. Can't be that consistent. But that doesn't happen, though, does it? It doesn't. Uh, happen. It doesn't happen. But they, I, they, I, I, but I disagree but with if that. You under, if you underperform, no, 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 but Ali, ball. that's the theory. No, the the expectation is go and perform against Newcastle. Don't play like that and losing that way. 
and therefore lose out for it as a direct result of this performance. And that's someone in the dressing room. No. As one of the leaders, he's pointing to a lack of people showing up, a lack of mentality. Like he so didn't say the word bottle, right, but he though, said every every other no. synonym for it. You're making it about one game though. Whereas what I'm saying to you is over Because it was about one game. It no, came it down wasn't. to one. It, it wasn't. Because what games. if we'd already qualified for the Champions League by that point? What I'm saying to you is it's 38 games in a season. And across 38 games, we weren't good enough. We didn't get enough points yeah. to finish fourth. That's what I'm saying is that... You can boil it down to not beating Newcastle, and okay, if you want, if, if, I'll even admit on that in on that night we might have bottled it. But my point is, if you assess the season as a whole, we weren't good enough. We, our strikers combined for fucking fourteen goals in the season. That's less than Son scored after Christmas. You know, it it's a qualitative issue. It's not a mentality issue. We have the most one-goal wins of any team this season. So that suggests there is fighting spirit in the team. They know how to dig results out. What I'm saying to you is we weren't good enough. We didn't have enough match winners. And we and when it came down to the last 10 games, we didn't have enough quality to you know win by fine margins. And that's that's what I would prefer the analysis to be. If people want to say that we bottled it, like that's fine. But... I've watched it every week, and I'm pretty sure I know what I'm seeing, you know. And it and it for me, when it comes to bottle jobs, it comes down to one or two games. It's you, you can't bottle a as much as I like to joke about. You can't it, though, bottle a, se- a whole season. It comes down to like a run of of small games. Correct. Where, where, like it's 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 more about being clutch. It's it's that uh, like it the clutch and bottle jobs. Do you think Spurs are like, are like the two opposite? Do I think yeah. They beat Burnley 1-0 with a dodgy penalty. Like, is clutch. is that what we're boiling? No, it's not clutch. clutch though, it's it? getting over the line. It's, it's no, finding it's a way. No, it isn't. No, that's nonsense. You, because then it just becomes outcome-based analysis. And yeah, that's the absolutely. worst sort of analysis when it comes to football is essentially when you take... And too yeah, much I, of this I goes on. Jobs is, it, 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 uh, yeah, but then it that's what it doesn't... But then that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. That's why I just don't like that sort of analysis because yeah. it ignores everything that's gone into certain games and it goes, okay, well, that was the result, so this must have happened. Well, no, like, it's more I, I, nuanced I think he's bottled it against, against Newcastle. I, like, and ja- and okay, Jackson but then Spurs too. bottled yeah. it against Brighton and Brentford when they didn't have shots on yeah, target. Honestly. Fact, like, how many games that. could you go back through and say bottled it, bottled it, bottled it? Like you over, lost, if you want to do yeah. that, yeah. Lost you thirteen could, games. The season is thirty-eight games. Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal lost thirteen games. Hitler didn't lose the war because he lost Starling, Stalingrad. <laughs> like you can't just put it down to one moment. <laughs> it's it's whole collective. It's a string. <laughs> they lost thirteen games and some really badly, worse than probably the Newcastle game. Yeah. You can't string it to one bottle. If it's a cup game, that's different. Because because it's not it's, it's not streams of one offs. I, I one-off. think this. I think when you get that that down to it, like I don't know. It did. It, I w- I wouldn't have even said it was a bottle so much. But Jacques Vinci was like literally pointing. Like he said everything but the word bottle. Mm. Um, to describe. I think he was the, just the, frustrated the though. I, I think, Fergal, what we do is, and we do this with managers and we do this with players, and this will be my last point because I know we've gone on about this a bit. Thank you, Harry. When, Thank you. We when need to managers and players speak after games and emotions are running high, we put far too much stock into what they say. He was very emotional after that game. 
you can't take absolutely everything they say at face value and, and deduce that it was accurate or in any way reflective of what actually went on. I think he was very annoyed. He was pissed off. I actually think he might leave this summer. There was there was kind of a bit of frustration about it. I think he was so desperate to get into the Champions League and the fact that we didn't do it, he was speaking emotionally. It was from the heart. But it doesn't yeah, make what you're saying right. You can't, you can't say that, though. What? You're, you're, you're saying, you're saying what, what Xhaka has said on the record hmm. is less accurate than your opinion on what Xhaka really thinks. No, what I'm saying is, if he said it, it doesn't make it true. It doesn't mean that we bottled it. It means, in my opinion, it's a lot I don't more think we were good enough. What, I think it's a lot more accurate. I think it's a lot, a lot more credible than, than anybody else on the outside. Are you guessing from the outside? Yeah. I'm not guessing. I'm telling you what I watched. But anyway, yeah, look, but you're, it's all, it's all, you're not in the dressing room. <laughs> I've had enough. We're not going to is. I'm going to listen to Xhaka about, about what's in the dressing room. I mean, if he thinks that, he bottled it, then... For, for that, that game. Know, if he thinks he bottled it, then right, that, that's Ali, fine. Ali, twi- Twitter, Twitter poll after, after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, this is a Twitter Let's poll, actually. Uh, right. You know, we've, we've gone round in bloody circles here. For 20 mi- bloody minutes. Move on. Yeah, well, you wanted to do it. You wanted my rant. Let's move on. Let's let's come back. Let, and George has already mentioned it. Let's go back to the start of the season. I want to talk about our predictions and uh, revisit them. See who's done well. See who hasn't done well. And we'll start at the bottom because we didn't mention as much of the relegation stuff on the final day. Um, Leeds get themselves out of trouble and uh, condemning Burnley to the championship. Now, looking at our predictions... None of us had them in the relegation zone. So, I mean, is it fair to call that one a surprise, lads? Or is it one of those things that evolves over the season and you could sort of see it coming, I suppose? With Leeds, was it? Uh, with Sorry. Burnley going down. Burnley going down. I think it's one of those ones where, in hindsight, you look back at the start of the season and they're always in that. They they're always should be relegated, but they've just... Their whole... Uh, the whole what's what's the what's the phrase Persephone non grata what you know like the the whole the whole thing about them is that they stay up and yeah. even when they should really go down they find a way so, find a way and they just didn't find a way and well the way to, the way the way they were trying to find was was sack and dice um which I've heard now from a few Bernie fans was the right thing to do um. And, well, it does um, sound like it. George is shaking his head, but like from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like it was broken. There, it sounds like the working relationship between him and the players had become untenable. And they did get a little bit of a bounce. Let's be honest; they won three of the next four games. And I think people thought that that might be enough. And uh, ultimately, they fell short on the final day. I would, I would say it's the right decision if they had con- uh, contingency plans. They didn't bring in a top manager, mm. or at least a manager experienced enough to, to get them out of that situation while sacking mm. a manager who's a serial winner in that sense. You know, yeah. he is the man for that job. I think it's criminal they sacked him. Genuinely, I said it at the, the time. The, the Bernie still... fan. But no, um... but I, I, I don't, I, I don't care. I think you've got to give that that person in that situation the chance to re- re- rebuild those situa- those relationships and if there's one man that I'm convinced can do that even from an outside perspective it's it's Sean Dyche um, I, I just think it's it, I, I know I've been banging on about Leeds and I'm you know wanting them to get relegated I'm not too disappointed by Burnley getting relegated after that situation I, yeah. I really rate Dyche I, I don't 
I don't have any strong feelings towards Burnley other than Sean Dyche as a fantastic manager with the resources he has. You know what it is, though? And I think it's become more clear, certainly with the um, statement by the club that came out the other week about how if they go down, there's going to be sort of like £65 million worth of debt. It's going to be recalled by the owners. I think there was a panic up there. I think they looked at it and thought, we can't get relegated. And even though giving this guy more time is probably the right thing to do, and he has earned it with the body of his work, I just think it was a Hail Mary. I think they would have tried anything. I don't think there was a contingency plan. I don't think they were looking to to, to fire him when they did. But I think they looked at it and thought, the dressing room morale is not good. We're not getting results. We've got to just do anything to try and stay up. And, well, uh... well, that's it. It's almost easier to make a decision at that point because to sit on your, you know, to sit there and, and almost watch it without taking action, you would therefore be kind of more responsible by not yeah. by not doing anything. It's still the wrong decision. I think it's a bit of a disgrace. But, mm. you know, I'm un- I, I, somewhat sympathetic to, to why they thought they, they had to knee-jerk and, and do it. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Um just on the relegation battle, I suppose it's worth meant go revisiting our predictions with I think Everton and Leeds are worth mentioning. George was the only person when you look at those two teams to have either of them anywhere near the relegation battle. He had Leeds fifteenth. Um none of us had Everton down there. In fact, Ali predicted them above Arsenal, which I won't let him forget anytime I, soon. Yeah, this was shopping. Um and I did it I, I put I Everton ninth. Spurs. Yeah. He had Spurs twelfth, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had Everton ninth out of um, the fact that Everton are rubbish and vanilla and just don't do what they're expected to do. Yeah. My God, this they they've exceeded our expectations. Um, no. Not uh, in a good way. In in a good way for me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I hope they'd go down. This is the 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 way that Everton season went is a complement to good, sensible process and good management, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. The, and the way this club is run, they they will continue to suffer the consequences. I wouldn't be surprised if next year they do go down. Oh well, um, yeah. Considering yeah. they will be like, I'd be very surprised if Richarlison doesn't go. Um. And and Calvert Lewin, obviously, um, I'd be surprised if they made any upgrades to their team. Well, they and... can't. I mean, financially. So, exactly. So that's that's why if I say they stay up. The implications of them staying up. I mean, Leeds and Burnley are going to appeal, but I don't think Everton are going to get relegated. No, what yeah, will happen? They are going to be under such scrutiny with their spending come the next uh, transfer window. I don't know how they're going to spend anything without moving some players on. So you mentioned Richarlison, Calvert Lewin, some of these guys. Even then, they're going to be working with such a shoestring budget. And when I look at that squad, I mean, Jesus Christ, they are going to be up against it next season. And yeah, when you look definitely. at Lampard, and people might like him, people might not like him. I don't think you know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's got a track record where you can look at him and think they'll stay up because of him. You know, he might foster an environment where. You know, they've made Goodison a bit of a hard place to go and they've got the crowd on side. But if you're evaluating him tactically and looking at what he's produced so far in his managerial career... Defensively, most importantly as well. like Struggles it, to coach it, defense. I mean... Yeah, and that's the one thing you need to give yourself a chance in a relegation battle is, is, to, is to be relying on sort of 1-0 wins throughout the season. 
if you, if you can't keep a clean sheet, you're going to struggle with that. I do I do think we're being a little bit harsh on this Everton team. Like I'm not saying they're not going to struggle next year. It's going to be it's going to be a horrible year, and I don't envy Frank Lampard at all. In fact, you know I don't think he'll do a particularly good job. However, I don't think they'll they're, they're certain to go down even with selling selling players. It will require quite a smart transfer window, something that this Everton board and management haven't seen to be able to do in, in the past few years. Um, but they have made some some decent signings with, with Deli Ali that that there's shining of brilliance. And no, I genuinely think he can be he can be a You've real. Got to be joking! Player. They don't want to no, sign no. him, do they? He had, he had, he had, um, in the comeback, he apparently was the difference maker. Yeah, um, he, he is. He, he's he's he, if the they, terrible if on they Sunday. Foster I mean, they, to be fair, they'd been out on the piss. If they foster <laughs> yeah, an environment, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, uh, where where he can play play his best football, I think I think they'll they'll be okay. Sure. Um, and that's why no one had them down there anyway. They've they've got a bad squad. I don't think they've got a worse squad than Leeds or. Um, Really? Well, actually, I mean, I, I look above them. I, I, I do I see get some quality teams like... with Southampton, Aston Villa, Brentford, Crystal Palace. I think they're going to really, they are going to struggle. I just don't. Think I think they're going to be down there again. I've got to be honest. It's, it, it's a bit like when um, West Ham, when everything was toxic. Like the, there's, yeah, play, there's, like foreign, there's yeah. foreign players in there that never thought once in their career, oh, I'd love to go to Everton. Now they're at Everton, and it's all going bad, and they don't really care so much. Uh, and and that reminds me of like a sort of a Felipe Anderson at Sam. I think there's a few of them that, that type of player in in the mix at Everton, along with people that do care and do want to do do well. And so it, it it's it's hard to cut those bad players out and then bring in uh, you know young exciting players when you got this budget that they're going to be working with. Uh, I. I it's too early to be making predictions. We're already no, no, and the point yeah. wasn't to <laughs> react to our predictions by predicting next year. But I think it's just worth noting that you know Everton have massively underperformed. I don't think anyone has you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's. A, I, I'm not ashamed of my prediction. I think I had them tenth. I don't think I anyone thought, expects them to. I, as I, bad thought, as they have. I thought they'd be really solid in, defensively, and they've been anything but that. I thought yeah. they might be great going forward, but I thought Rafa would have them really well drilled. And mm. The stock in all the defenders has dropped off significantly. Like players like Godfrey were, you know, being talked up for England, and and um, and and a lot, and then Dini has moved on. You know that defense has dropped off significantly. Seamus Shum- Coleman, as much as I love him, as much as Frank Lampard loves him, that best man he's ever met. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's 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 just a a, a massive drop off from him as well, and um, they they need um they need to give that young lad Patterson a run of games to to help Coleman out a bit, like. Mm. Yeah, he's he's reached the end as uh, Coleman. Although Frank Lampard was giving him a lot of praise actually the other day. Um, not football and phrase, praise though. It was, it was your personal praise. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Good character. Um, I just want to mention a couple of the lads in mid table because I think Newcastle are an interesting one because obviously nobody, you know. Uh, Obviously Newcastle aren't an interesting one. Newcastle were predicted to go down. They're the, one of the worst squads in the league, and then they throw a hundred million out and get a new yeah. manager and survive well, okay. because they're owned by yeah, a government. Fair. They're oh, not no, interesting. That's not cool. that's no, not it's fair. No, and I don't care that you live right next to the stadium. It's the the to truth. Finish, to finish twelfth after the points they were on, no team has ever survived relegation. No team ever spent money in January. Yeah. Exactly, no team's ever spent anywhere near hundred million in January. 
and and listen, there uh, just to just to be a bit more serious. Um, moving Jolins into box to box is nothing anyone is could have seen coming, and exactly. he's like he's well, one of the best at like the the some of the moves that Eddie Howe made. To be fair, uh, the way he's utilized Bruno Guimaraes as someone who's uh, I I thought he'd be kind of sitting deep, dictating tempo kind of kind of guy. He had him going forward. He had him running, making late runs into the box, and they've got important wins out of that. Um, just some of the ways he's utilized players is uh, is uh, is great. Um, that said, not, though, no, it's still not interesting. In the, he didn't throw in the million pound signing straight away. John Joe Shelby had a huge run of games before Bruno even started. Yeah, in fact, he came off the bench in like eight, you know, eighty sixth minute for you know three consecutive consecutive games. On top of that. I mean, if we, if we, uh, another universe, let's say, parallel universe, where they throw millions at it, it could go very wrong. I mean, if you look at the actual signing, the profiles that they got, Trippier was an inspired signing. Target was a fantastic signing. Would, no, you know, less said about that, the better. (laughs) But, but they were, they were smart. They weren't ridiculous. They weren't, they didn't try and get Mbappe. Obviously, that's a bit too far. Well, obviously, um, they didn't because... Or Coutinho or someone like that. No, but that's, that. obviously, that's, yeah. that, that, that's exaggeration. But it was very smart. And Eddie Howe deserves a lot of credit. Oh, it's the most annoying style. thing about this Newcastle regime is that we're not going to get True. any fun Rubinos or, or, or anything no, like that. No, it's, it'd be it's, very it's smart. Gonna it's going to be all sensible. It's, it's yeah. got, it, like, they're trying to sign the director of football from Brighton, aren't they? Yeah. Or I don't know if they're still doing that, but that was heavily rumoured. Yeah. And like, so you know, it's just gonna be fucking boring. That they're just gonna be like nice and sensible and uh, still yeah. progress up the table. Um, you know, great. We'll have we'll have another title challenger in you know five Four years. years. Five years yeah. It's 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 pretty it's pretty well run. The team I'd like to point out, which I got incredibly wrong. Yeah, I'm looking at it, it at the time. It's Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I, I, I did carry out it when we'd done it. I didn't know what way it was going to go. My head was saying... It was really hard, head, though. It's cool. Yeah, my head was saying, like, you know, too much turnover, young side, uh, uh, iffy manager. Yeah, uh, iffy track uh, record. Uh, and I love and, the era, but... And, 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 and he's got no managerial experience in the Premier League. No. Nope. I had that all together in my head saying, absolute disaster, going to go down. My heart, or... My, I was going to say my heart. It was more my, another part of my brain. And that left side, left, left hemisphere, we're saying, you know, you, you've got a lot of players I like there. Conor Gallagher, Gerhi, Anderson, um, Eze. Like, it's a really nice nice yeah. team. And, and Zaha's there. Um, and then a, you've got a Premier League legend in there as well. So, But I went, I went with the more sensible, more conservative side and, and put them down. But, it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't too surprised that it did end up clicking for them. Um, it was one of those things where it, if it clicked quickly quickly for them, which it ended up doing, it was going to be a good season. But if, if, if they had a slow start, it might not have been able to catch up. Yeah, I, I think there was... There, I think justifiably there was... I mean, I put them 17th, and I, and I thought, hmm, it's difficult because they've signed young players. They've turned a lo- large part of the squad over. You know, albeit a lot of them were, you know, had... had had seen their best days, including Roy Hodgson. Um, but um, you just don't know how it's going to go. And, you know, Vieira, iffy track record. So although I liked it on paper, um, 
there was always that uncertainty but they've done really well and you know i think the most exciting thing if you're a palace fan is you look at it and think that you can get better like obviously gallagher's probably going to go back to chelsea i don't think they'll be getting him again but you know all the other players that are there have their best years ahead of them a lot of them so you know it's probably the most exciting time for a palace fan probably since they've been in the league i would say because they've kind of just been very you know turgid solid steady for 4 yeah, and you know Roy what Hudson. you're going to get in terms of playing style and in terms of kind of across the season, you, you know, you'll be reliably mid-table. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that. But now I, I do think there's scope for them to, you know, they're probably not going to challenge like the top eight, but they could get into the top half, I think. Like ninth, tenth, they could easily do what Brighton have done this season, um, which is another one of my poor predictions. I had them relegated. So uh, Villa as well, I think we all, uh, George. Over-index uh, them. Yeah, um, you, in fairness, yourself and how I've, I've put them, uh, right, me and Ali have put, put them 6th and 7th. Um, a lot of people so, thought they would I, uh, they would get Europe because of the signings I never they made. Saw it. I never saw it, I have to Fair play. Honest. I, I, I think look, it's a I, massive I, underperformance, though. I, I, I still look at that. I still look I at do. that. I look at that squad and I like, you've even have players that we wouldn't have really thought about at the start of the season, like Jacob Ramsey having such a good season. Yeah, um, Coutinho it, coming set, in. Yeah, continue coming January. in. The, the centre-backs are the one issue where they, they yeah, need, they'll need to go into. But I think you're looking at a really, really solid first eleven, um, And like if they have another season like that, Jared won't be in the job too long. No, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, since he's come in, they've... I mean, it's so tight in mid-table. Like, they were 8th or ninth a few a couple of weeks ago. I think it was ninth, But... Uh, and then they've ended up finishing 14th. I mean... That, that's how tight it is kind of in the middle of the table um mm. they're gonna have to do better next season i think i think that the idea certainly behind you know the spending that's gone on there and the squad they've tried to build is they want to be challenged they want to be doing what west ham are doing where you're sort of in that seventh eighth position yeah. and seriously challenging the top six and they're not there yet they're not they're not they, they maybe they should be but they certainly aren't and uh i suppose that was one we got we all got wrong um Looking at some of the other ones, I mean, got to got to give a mention to Brighton. Obviously, I predicted them 18th. You guys were a bit more conservative with yours, getting them in mid-table. Um, he's done a good job there, Potter. I mean, I do think he's a little bit overrated, but he has done a good job. Um, they've I, got a good team. I mean, they do some good recruitment in fairness to them. You can I, see why I, Newcastle want their sporting director. Disagree with the fact that, that, that Potter is overrated. He, he did... Take them to their best ever season. Three months. Well, it, it is their best ever season still, so you can't knock it. I'm yeah, not knocking it. I'm just saying I yeah. think he's overrated. Nah. I, I I mean the shouts of oh, get him for the England job, get him for the Man United job, get him for like a top six role. I don't think he's I there think yet. He would suit the England job. He is very Gareth Southgate aura. Really, yeah, I think he's yeah, but... a better tactician as well. I think he's the best English manager, but I don't think there's particularly great competition, I must be honest. It's probably yeah. more Eddie Howe. I mean, exactly. That's that's probably a better way to look at it. But um, yeah. they've done well. You've got to give them credit. They've done well. I thought they'd really struggle because they just don't score goals. But the rest of the team's been... Re- I mean, Cucurella's been fantastic. Um, he's been a revelation. They're good in midfield. And they've got a good system there. And they've, and they've sold Dan Byrne to Newcastle and you know kind of just carried on and still churned out results so 
and they deserve credit for that. They um, still underperformed their expected goals by seven and a half goals. Yeah, even still, even still, still that they, they need their, a striker, man. Us. If they get a striker, they finish is, higher. Brentford as well. They, they should be looking seriously. Yeah, Brentford's the other one. I got them bang on. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just pure luck. Just get it was guesswork, really. I don't think anyone again knew what to expect from Brentford. Got them one off. Oh, did they end up thirteenth? I thought I'd yeah. been twelfth, didn't I? No, yeah, and they end up 13th. Yeah, just one off. Focus. It's fine. Um, Brentford, uh, according to um, Undersat's expected points model, they are 7th on expected points. 6th or 7th. 7th. Yeah. Uh, underperforming their expected points by exactly 10. Yeah, um, they were really high on there, I remember. Yeah, and the fascinating well, thing is that they they don't exactly they haven't exactly played good football until Ericsson came in and there was actually someone to yeah. create chances and yeah. like control games. Everything was a set piece, wasn't it? And that's they, a they that's a really good way to go go out because they they have a lot of physical advantages in uh, up front and at the back, so you can utilize. They had this long throw thing going on. Um, uh, obviously, Ivan Tony was was an important part to that too, uh, in terms of his ability to just control things coming out of the sky, win aerials, uh, yeah. win aerials and things. So, yeah, yeah. Um, they, no, really, really good process. You're right to mention though; they were really, really poor between kind of mid December and basically when Ericsson came into the team. Like that was the part because they there were was a... getting dragged into the relegation. Yeah. But like, there, there was kind of an outside chance. People were looking at it and thinking, could you know, could Brentford go down and in the end they've finished well clear and they've they've had a very good season in the end and it's going mm. to be interesting like you've seen with teams like previously where they've had a good first season but then teams work them out of it i mean obviously the two that stand out to me are leeds uh i mean maybe that's partly injury informed and yeah. maybe physically they couldn't you know keep doing what be else but also sheffield united sheffield united were eighth i think in their in their uh or ninth was it in the first season yeah and then ninth. they were rock bottom and i'm not saying it's going to happen to brentford but you know they got figured out with their play style. Yeah, so I don't think it will happen gonna, with with Brentford because it'd be interesting to see how they evolve. It. You know, are they going to get Ericsson? I mean, they're going to have competition for him if if they do want to. So, but no, I mean they were hard to predict. I can understand why you would get that wrong. Um, and speaking of getting things wrong, I mean we've got to talk about Leicester. I said at the start of the season because <laughs> I predicted them fifth, but I said from an Arsenal perspective, really we should be finishing above them like there's no excuse not for finishing above them they keep you know defying the odds and working you know within a budget and doing well but when you're talking about expectation um they've they've always kind of overperformed and i think you've seen this season that, that they've had a couple of injuries i mean should brendan rogers be under pressure for this season or is or is that expected for them to finish eighth i mean it's an interesting debate i think i i i think I think they had awful bad injuries. Fafana was such a big miss. Um, mm-hmm. And it, with the budget they're on, that it, it's hard to bring in a good squad players. Um, and and I, I, I think it's like, it's one of those ones, if it continued on past the season, I think alarm bells would start to ring. But I think the fact that it, it's a bit like Liverpool last season, I, I think that you go t- take a deep breath and go... <clears throat> You know, we'll just go again, and it's, it's it's not the it's not the end of the world, and um, it's on it's it's an understandable season, a disappointing one, but but they'll make good signs again. Mm-hmm. It's bound to happen. You like it's so hard to be so perfect, 
uh, and then you need the luck to go along with that as well when you're Leicester. And the injuries were really, really bad this season. Um, I was just, I was surprised that um, I hadn't been paying attention to James Madison. And yeah, he's, he's a good season. Ended, 14 he goals. Up having it? a really good se- Yeah, top goal scorer for them. Um, and uh, yeah, ended up being really, having a really good season. And he's completely flown under my radar. The only thing I would say with Leicester, and you're right to mention the defensive injuries, that the defending has been awful. I mean, I saw expected points a few weeks ago. They were 18th in yeah, the table. Yeah. I mean, they really have been bad. It's been a bad season. Yeah. Um, Except the so, European run, which is respectable. Semi-final yeah, conference. respectable. But they were in the Europa League and dropped into the Conference League. Which that is true. Wasn't, you know, the, the, the goal at the start of the season. So I think, I mean, I look think how Rogers, far West Ham went as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, West Ham got to the semi-finals and Leicester, you know, went out in the group. So, I think they're going to have to start next season well. I mean, I, I don't know what what's realistic to expect for Leicester. I mean, maybe it is, you know, 7th, 8th, especially with Newcastle. What are they going to spend in the summer? Like, they're going to face a lot of competition. Um, it's, definitely. It, it's, it's tough because I think that the theme of this sort of podcast is sort of like great expectations. Leicester are a mid-table club they've yeah. i mean yes they've overperformed the last few seasons and, and brendan rogers has done a fantastic job that's what it has been an and unfortunately with with overperformances becomes these greater expectations when really yeah. we probably shouldn't place them on them especially with teams like tottenham and, and man united and um and, and arsenal around them they really i mean it's really harsh i, I think they should be aiming for a bad year but, no, the best of the rest, but they were. I mean, they were just below West Ham. Oh, West Ham, yeah. You know, it's not... It's no not one would have batted an eyelid a couple of seasons ago had they finished eighth. You'd have gone, yeah, yeah it's a solid season for good, Leicester. Good, yeah, good season. It's a classic so, point. You, you're right to mention. You finish yeah. higher and then greater expectations come. It's and, so and the the, the yeah. only reason they ever get a chance is just because of how badly everyone else has run. If the top six performed to their full potential... Yeah, you know, Leicester wouldn't have a chance. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I mean, you look at it last season; they finished fifth with like mid sixties points, which kind of tells you that it's in part at least due to other teams underperforming rather than them being exceptional. Um, but I mean, it's going to be interesting with them next season. Just kind of moving towards the end of these, I think what we have to mention uh, quickly is the biggest. Uh, gap between a prediction and where a team actually finished Fergal with Spurs in 12th uh, and they finished in 4th uh, anything you want to add on that one mate? Yeah it's not the biggest the biggest was, was Ali with a difference of 12 with Leeds but um, I take it from <laughs> it, was a ba- it was a bad prediction no I again it's another one I caveated I'm pretty sure at the time I said you could swap I uh, you could probably swap Knight and Spurs round I wasn't too sure on either of them the other thing I'd say is I don't I still I still stand by that's a really good prediction because they were absolutely awful on They were headed. Yeah, Nuno. I've said yeah. this before. Under yeah. Nuno, yeah. they were primed <laughs> to finish relegation like bottom yeah. half. Yeah. yeah. Like so I, I the only thing I didn't I should have thought ahead was well if they're doing that badly, they're going to attack him. Yeah. So but who's who would have predicted that they would get in yeah. Conte yeah. and no, have such no, a well, January window? So I'm I, I'm I actually think I I actually quite like that prediction. I think and I got it. it. The, the yeah. start of the season. take on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly. What a way to twist you'd it. You said to me after that game on April, uh, what was it October the thirtieth or thirty first when they lost three 0 to Man United. 
oh, by the way, they're going to finish fourth, I would have fucking laughed in your face and told you you're on something because they were so bad. They were so bad in the first 10 games. Maybe we did yeah. bottle it. God, how did we let them finish fourth? <laughs> um, yeah. He's convinced. And then, and then Man United, we, we touched yeah, on yeah. that already. Man United as well. Like, I had them finish above Liverpool. In we third. all had them in the top four. And yes. this is this is well. You know, I think you've got to look at a team and just say, "Fucking hell, they were bad." And I mean, that they was are... before the Cristiano Ronaldo signing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they are without doubt the worst team to get into the top six ever. Zero goal difference, fifty-eight points. Name me a worse team that's finished in the Europa League. And, and on top of that, the, you know, we've talked about sort of expectations and it being a little bit unfair. Man United should have finished in the top four. Their spend, not saying yeah. their squad second spend, last year, they, seventy odd points. Yeah, and I'm saying signed the, the players the, they did in the summer. The profile of Man United, the profile of players, well, you know, the expectations or at least the the perception of these players that they brought in, it's an absolute horrific. It's probably the worst season out of any of any club. I mean, you can it's, expect it's in the conversation. I, I was having this season? with someone. That, well, I was having this with someone the other day. Pound for pound, worst season in Premier League history. The one he yeah. threw back at me was Chelsea 2015-16. But the thing is, you'd won the league the year before. I can sort of, I don't know. Like, I think the working relationship between the players and Mourinho there, I can compartmentalise that one a bit more. Whereas Man United have just been so awful for yeah. you know a couple of different managers. And I'm not saying I thought they were anything great, but I thought they were better than this. And it's just been. We also had a really good end to the season that time because we we established first one in the league. <laughs> Again, uh, and that was the last one. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah United, United lost to Palace. Like in the last United game. got battered by Liverpool four 0 If you're looking at kind of the equivalent thing of you know trying to stop your rivals winning the league or going for the yeah. league or whatever, they didn't do their bit. Um, you did, so maybe maybe we are crowning that one as the worst season uh, in Premier League history. I'm actually um, looking but... through the previous seasons and who got sixth. Nobody since. Like I'm uh, through to 2013-14 right now. And nobody's gone zero. This, this um, is this is an interesting um, goal difference stat. Last season, Everton finished tenth with 59 points. Man United finished sixth with 58 points this year. I mean, it is just madness. It is yeah. it is madness how they've been able to do that. Um, Truly. Before we wrap this segment up, it's just quickly worth going over the scores on the doors. Uh, no, do you no. want to take this one for Douglas, the chief statistician, or uh, or do you want me to do it? Seeing as I've already cut of, a of, what, sorry, of, of of the who, of who the table. The yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, um, we'll work from the bottom up. Um, Ali, you had a total difference of seventy-four, uh, an average of three point seven places off for each team. Mm. Um, I was next up. With sixty-four, a uh, uh, difference of sixty-four, an average of three point two places off for each team. Or just ahead of me, sixty-two was the difference. Thirty-one or three point one, the difference for each team. And Ooh. Harry, <laughs> you've only gone and He's done only it. One Yay! Fifty-eight was the difference. Two point nine difference for each team. I, 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 but I, have to, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm quite content with my, with my predictions. Um, that Spurs not. one, mate. Spurs yeah, one. I, 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 I got it spot on in some ways. You know, you would have won I'm this happy. if Spurs kept Nuno. Projection yeah, yeah, wise, exactly. until October, it was. He was even kind of if right. they just, even if they just had it got in like a, a Spurs level manager, but they somehow managed to get in Conte. Yeah, madness. 
absolute madness. Uh, but I'm happy to take my crown, champion of the, uh, well, champion of the table predictions. However, what However. I'm certainly not champion of, and this is what we're going to have to move on to now, unfortunately, is the just another fantasy predictions, just another fantasy table for the season. What have you got yeah. for me, Fergal? Have you got it there? Yeah, we, did, we did this competition very as seriously. We, as we yeah. teased it, uh, you know, <laughs> it was on. It was it was neck and neck between me and George. You know, G George is Liverpool or Man City. I I'm Liverpool, um, and um, we forgot about it. <laughs> as it was, um, talk about bottle job, eh? That, 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 that job. Job. We completely forgot. Next into the group chat, I think it was about half time of all the games. It wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even just before <laughs> the start of them. Oh, by the um, way, lads, we've forgotten about it. So it stays as it was. The final scores in the do on a pathetic end. Um, <laughs> Quite apt, actually, was, isn't it? was George, who has now forgotten five or at least five game weeks. Uh, I think it was maybe six, six seven game time. weeks in total, George has forgotten. And somehow managed to still win. Which that is that one double game week from Osama? Oh, I'm not having that. One tri triple Fact. game week, that's what it was. Fact, um, by the way. And, um, and yeah, George got 168. I got 165. If I had it just fucking said anybody, I probably would have won it. Um, and... Um, Ali on 146 and Harry 117. Way, 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 way. Interesting way, fact way, on way. this. Though, Let's talk about uh, that. My, my 84 for Salah is exactly half of what I got points total. Yeah. The one game game week was 50% of my, my points. Which is making <laughs> me rethink the triple captain. I'm yeah, maybe, maybe next season it, it should only be double. Um, but yeah, no, look. You, that that was your clutch moment. You you, yeah. you couldn't have picked it uh, at a better time. Craig, yeah, he you? he stay patient, stay patient with Saul. Um, yeah, I, w I wish I had done the stats and maybe done like points per pick or something like that. Um, yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, uh, it, it would have been interesting maybe to see that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, who really cares? Uh, but, I want to relive. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the end of the season. Well, do you think we'll do it again next season? I it think was we'll do it again. Yeah, I think so. It was good crack. I think we'll do it again mm -hmm. when we remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need to all set alarms on our phones or something like that um, to, to remind us because we, we, when it came to the end of the season, we were really struggling to remember it. Yeah. At uh, each week. Uh, even me, especially. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. Next season. Congratulations, George. Uh, you. You you won it on a technicality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a technicality. Well, I can only get better. I can only get better on that one. There's, so. there's only there's only uh, one one way you can move. Only one way I can go and well, I could stagnate, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah only one way I can go and that's up. <laughs> Onwards and upwards the next. been a busy week as well other than the premier league action as the guys spoke about last week some big games going on including Ooh, yes. the europa league final the bundesliga playoff and the conclusion to syria so do you want to just bring the viewers up to date on what's going on ali all right um so the europa league final uh viewers yes uh, they watch the spotify Listeners. icon 
No, the um, might be watching on YouTube. Hold on. They they are watching a still photo that has the title of the episode and our banner. Yes. But why do we put them on YouTube then? For people that don't have Spotify, that's the idea. Right. So people Uh do what? Yeah. There you go. Uh, they they are viewers. They, it does count as views on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, hit the like button. It's not correct. <laughs> um, yes, Europa League final. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt came out on top, five four um, in penalties. the penalty shootout after a one one draw, which was a it was a pretty boring game. Um, we Fergal and I previewing this last week. We we were saying it's it's gonna be exciting because both teams are really adventurous and uh, and high you know, energy and temp and all this. And it just turned out to, it just turned out, uh, it wasn't a terrible game. It was a very cautious game from both sides. Nobody wanted to make errors and, and everyone is overthinking things. And both goals came from errors, ironically enough, Uh, especially the, the uh, Joe Riva goal um, for, uh, for Rangers. That was a, that was a terrible error. Um, Highlight for me was the crying Rangers kids. Um, yeah, <laughs> there were so many of them. I couldn't get over just how, like, and and also like the some of the some of the adults crying were, were like there's a certain look about them that just made it very enjoyable. I saw um, a really funny sort of preview by by a Scottish sort of TV, and they asked sort of a, a young yes, um, Celtic Celtic fan, you know, you know what's what's his prediction? And he goes, oh, Hadley, you need to do the, you need to mention oh, the other yeah. bit, George. Oh, it, 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 it was a whole fa- whole family split down the middle between Rangers and Celtic, yeah. and the dad was Celtic fan, but was very very like very very nice going. Respectful. No, no, but we're gonna support Rangers in this one, and we're all very nice in this house. And then the kid said, George, one thousand one thousand nil to to Frankfurt, obviously. You know, he was blunt. He was brutal. He wanted... Good. I like That's it. What yeah. football was all about. That's That's exactly. What's like, all support this support your rivals thing? Crap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he really this kid smart. knows. This kid knows. I genuinely... <sighs> on the game, that was one of the worst games. Terrible. I'm sorry. I'm not having this. That it, was... it was a shocking game of football. Penalties. Like... The penalties. Yeah, yeah the, penalties the, the Frankfurt penalties were fucking Lesley, out. Yeah. Typical German penalties, weren't they? From like, yeah. <laughs> Germany just didn't miss a single bloody penalty for about thirty years at the World Cup. Um, yeah, in 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 true Some German fans fashion. Were brilliant as well. It has to be said. Like, yeah, they were. They were great. Was good. Was as good as staying for the whole game. It was awful. <laughs> Terrible game of football. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, the other European final that happened is the Women's Champions League final. That was really exciting because it was uh, Barcelona who had a perfect La Liga se- is it a, a league season. Um, they won literally every single game in the league against Leon, who uh, had uh, lost out on the Champions League after winning it five times in a row. Leon, frankly, humbled Barcelona. Um Alexi Pateas, uh, oh, who awesome. won the uh, the top goal scorer, um, I think she is the current uh, holder of. I don't I don't follow individual awards that much anymore, um, but I think oh, she's the, women's the like Ballon d'Or. yeah women's Ballon d'Or. I think she's uh, Alexi Pateas is the yeah. holder. Um, uh, Ada Hagerberg, who was a previous winner, um, she is one of the Liam contingent who won the Champions League those five times in a row, uh, and she and she was uh, in the squad again. Um, featured, starred, and won three one. So, Leon, I've seen Barca lose in any European competition. You do? Why is that? Because um, they've robbed us of a couple of Champions Leagues. 
So oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And Chelsea, the, the... to be fair. So yeah. fuck Barca and UEFA, <laughs> and uh, love seeing them lose. Whether it's the men, the women, the under 18s, the under sevens, who cares? Fuck them. Um, I you know respect you respect the, the women's side. Season. Respect the women's side, attracting 95,000 fans is, is all I'll say. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. That was impressive, in fairness. I felt the camera up. And then on to the Syria R and my boys, AC Milan, did it. They, uh, they won at Sassuolo. It was, it was billed as like a tricky game away to Sassuolo, who have a really good squad. Uh, but they, they, it could have been 9-0 in the first half. The, the the highlights were frankly ridiculous. Like you, you, there's there's like ten highlights in sixteen minutes of of like sitters. <laughs> like Milan should have taken the lead had it settled by the by the tenth minute or whatever. Um, but they won three 0 It was it was easy enough. Easy yeah, enough. Got, uh, got on the score sheet. I saw three assists yeah. for arguably the player of the season, Rafael Leao. What a player! For Kero Tomori, most uh, most minutes on the pitch for an outfield player for AC Milan all season. Yes, finally start, in the England mate. squad. Finally, yeah, I was going to say, don't start. You'll set Ali off. Finally in the English squad. Tomori. He loves yeah. him more than you guys do. I'm telling you. Uh, no, I just I just dislike that. injustice, and I think he should have been in the England squad since September. Uh, and also the the fact the, the way he was uh, he was uh, sold from Chelsea was criminal. I don't, I don't know why you sold him. Why he, uh, no, didn't I'll use take him. that out with Frank. 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 So, yeah, Frank. Frank. It is yeah. Frank. Um, Sharker, but they've the... got mangling sauce. It's all right. It's <laughs> Malik Sar. Any any response <laughs> to that, Virgo? <laughs> Totally agree. It's just everything's going to be a okay with Malin. <laughs> everything. I love how much he hates them. Uh, it would be an Everton signing. Imagine they signed Malang Sar for thirty million. Uh, in the Bundesliga, and obviously Bayern had it wrapped it wrapped up weeks ago, but there was a relegation playoff. So as we know from last week, third best in uh, Bundesliga zwei, the second division, play third worst in the Bundesliga, who were hurt the Berlin. Hertha Berlin lost the first leg in Berlin, 1-0. And we all thought, oh, we're going to have Bundesliga 5 games in the Olympic Stadium. And then what did Hamburg do? Lose 2-0 at home. Okay. And Hertha Berlin, yeah, it was a pathetic performance. It was absolutely shocking, that second leg. <laughs> Completely shocking. Like, there is no worse way to negotiate a 1-0 advantage. You never got going. You never managed to string a couple passes together. Just make the pitch a bit open. Spread it out cross it balls easy. in. Anything. Anything. Make, make it sound easy, Alex. It's it's not it's not that. It's just that it's obviously really hard to manage the nerves when a team of size of, of Hamburg or uh have been out of the Bundesliga for four years. This is gonna be their fifth season next season in Bundesliga's Vi, which is unheard of for them. And I, I can understand the nerves, but you cannot lose in that fashion. It was terrible. Yeah. Hertha should have, uh, have had the game wrapped up long ago. Mm. And it never looked in doubt. There were no away goals, but it never, ever looked in doubt when Hertha Berlin got 2-0 up. That was, that was it. Mm. Um, but that was the Bundesliga relegation battle. And, uh, yeah, these were, these were the games that we kind of previewed last week quick, quick preview for tomorrow is and then, jose yeah. gonna do it is he, he gonna do it is tabs on tammy gonna do it Tam, the, yeah the last the last tabs on tammy yeah. 
Tammy's last game for Roma before he comes back to the Premier League and scores 25 for Arsenal next season. You wish. He's going to oh, yeah. sign off. Well, we're in for him, mate. He's a tight oh, actually. Yeah. I, I saw you were in for Arsenal. I thought he's. I thought we're in for just about everyone at the moment, mate. Any striker, <laughs> everyone knows we need a striker. So Donny Lewin. Anyone? Yeah, he'll be linked, I'm sure. But um, no, I think they'll do it. I think Roma. I think Jose. He'll uh, he'll get them over the line. I think against Feyenoord, they've got to be heavy favourites for that. You'd have thought. They Serial are. Serial winner. It's just yeah. It's it's it's, it's I mean, a no-brainer. It's already Tommy, done. Tommy Brace in the final, I think. Yeah. Um, a couple interesting stats about this. Feyenoord have not lost a game in the Conference League all season. Really? Um, no, right. they Conference are unbeaten. Uh, but yeah. Roma have kept a clean sheet at least in one of the ties <laughs> in every uh, knockout phase. So don't expect don't expect the the best game in the world. Roma are, will absolutely um... stink out the place. Feyenoord will won't find a way through, and it will finish one 0 Roma. I think R- Roma have shored themselves up since the uh, humbling by Bodo Glimt. I think they beat them on multiple occasions, didn't they? In the they, knockout stages as well. Yeah, they beat them. T- Bodo Glimt beat them twice, but then uh, like there was a six one, the really famous six one, and then there was another yeah. one. But Roma ended up beating them four 0 anyways, and going through yeah. in whatever knockout round. I don't remember. Um, Jose's so, gonna do yeah. it. He's going to do it. He is. Yeah. I, I have no doing. doubts about that. He knows what he's doing out there. And then Tammy Abraham will be wearing the glorious red and white next season. What a player. What was Tuchel thinking? What a fraud. Um, Honestly, yeah. Feyenoord, of course, was the first uh, Dutch team to win the European Cup. Well, they have they have a bit of pedigree there. You know, a bit of European pedigree. Mm-hmm. What is the, the, the Conference League, what is it? Wait. Oh, no. Oh. Harry went. <laughs> they did, it's, that's what happens when you say the conference league too many yeah. times. You just get struck down. Oh, I got thrown out there. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's disconnected. It's because you were slagging off the conference league. You're not allowed to do that. No, I was saying the conference league. Like, what does it equate to in terms of like, is it the cup winners' cup or the like? What is it doesn't it equate to, to anything. Like? It's just a new competition. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't equate. It's just that. It's third tier. Tot- did we ever have a third cup? tier? Intertoto. Probably more accurate. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to ask a genuine question and Discord just threw me out. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap it up? We shall wrap it up. We shall wrap it up. What a what a what a bumper episode. We'll leave it there for tonight. Long bumper episode covering multiple bases. We've gone across our predictions, gone across all the games in Europe, and previewed tomorrow's big game in the conference league. We'll have a podcast later this week previewing the Champions League final, where, of course, Ali has a vested interest in that. Uh, mm. The Mo Salah derby. That's and we'll, uh, we'll get his thoughts on what's to come in that game. But for now, thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners or viewers or whatever you want to <laughs> bloody call them. Hit thanks the like button. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the like button. Uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.